1055 The Roar. Let's take it from the top. Clemson finished the season in basketball ranked higher than Kentucky. What a time. But I love seeing people achieving their dreams, okay? And just because he was so excited to achieve his dream, he brought a life-size picture of Grandma <laughs> up on the stage. This idea, the comparison with Deshaun and Lamar Jackson, has Deshaun Watson kind of paved the way and created more confidence for NFL GMs and a guy like Lamar Jackson, even though I still believe they're very different quarterbacks. We'll see. He has a mullet. That's the most American thing in the world. First of all, what? You should never tweet these sentences. Good grief. But anyway, I sound like such an old lady. You made it into one shining moment. That, that's a big deal, okay? That's, that's, that's the dream. All righty, and we are live. And now, Kelly Gramlich. Welcome in to the Kelly Gramlich Show on this Saturday morning, June 2nd. In the middle of a big baseball weekend here in Clemson, we will discuss. Trust me, we will. And I can give you all the baseball analysis you want, but you might as well hear it from a guy who used to play for Clemson, a fan favorite, an all-ACC player in Andrew Cox, and you'll hear him in our middle segment for our Chick-fil-A interview of the day. Sat down with Rudy earlier this week. He previewed the Clemson Regional for us, gave us some great analysis. I can't wait for y'all to hear that. Plus, just... We talked about a lot of other things. Um, he compared Coach Leggett and Coach Lee. I thought that was really insightful. And he talked about Clemson and what Clemson means to him. I'm really excited for that interview in the middle segment. The show today, as always, brought to you by our good friends over at Engineered Sleep, the Kelly Gramlich Show, presented by Engineered Sleep. They know the best way to get a good night's sleep is to have a bed that is made just for you. They can customize a mattress to your specific needs right here in the upstate at their warehouse in Greenville. They've thrived during their time in the upstate for two main reasons, trust and quality. Visit their website, engineeredsleep.com. Learn more about their process. See their many deals on mattresses. Also give them a call, 864-244-0898 to talk with a personal shopper that will help you figure out which type of mattress you need. I've been to their operation. I've been to their warehouse. It's incredible. All the cutting, sewing, packaging, shipping is done right here in-house. And here's a great deal for our listeners. If you visit Engineered Sleep, mention my name, Kelly. You'll receive 10% off your purchase of any Engineered Sleep mattress. So again, that's Engineered Sleep, 627 Congaree Road in Greenville. Give them a call, 864-244-0898. And you can also give us a call today if you want to on the Northland Communication phone lines. Um, that's 654-7627, 654-ROAR. Even better, though, text us, 986-1566, Health Dare text line, if you want to get in with thoughts throughout the show. Would love for you to do that. And as always, we have our KG Show poll on Twitter. Go check that out, at Kelly Gramlich. Also retweeted at, at 105.5 The Roar. This is the question for our first segment, and then we'll get into some baseball. Tigers with a big walk-off win last night, 4-3 to three over Moorhead State to stay in the winner's bracket, which is so important. The Tigers will play Vanderbilt tonight at 7 o'clock, 6.30 pregame, right here on WCCP and on the Clemson Tigers Network. But speaking of Clemson and speaking of big news, we received news this week that Shelton Mitchell and Marquise Reed are returning. They're coming back to Clemson. The backcourt, the guard duo for the Tigers, they're both redshirt juniors, so they both, you know, they both graduated this May. They've been in college for a while. Shelton Mitchell will turn 24 in January, so he'll be playing half of ACC play as a 24-year-old. I'm 24. I can't imagine playing ACC basketball right now. My body wouldn't do it. So best of luck to Shelton Mitchell, and we'll talk about that. That's a little caveat in the discussion. But when I heard that Shelton Mitchell and Marquise Reed were returning, my first thought was, that's excellent news. That's excellent news for Coach Brownell, for the Clemson basketball program. As someone who covers Clemson basketball, who gets to call a couple of the men's games on ACC Network Extra, thrilled, absolutely thrilled, because this team is going to be able to compete again. Not just in the ACC, but nationally. Probably going to be preseason top 25 with those guys returning and Eli Thomas. Huge news for Clemson. My second thought, as I tend to think, because I'm such a competitive person and I love to compare and contrast. My second thought was, is this the best returning backcourt in the ACC? That was my second thought. So then, of course, we had to dive in and we had to look at the stats because 
with the NBA draft and with the one and done era, there are a lot of players departing from the ACC, as there are every year. There's a lot of turnover every year. And so if you look at, let's just say, the top 15 uh, scores in the ACC last year. Marvin Bagley, number one, gone. Jerome Robinson, guard for Boston College, gone. Tyus Battle, the third leading scorer in the ACC for Syracuse, announced he's returning. So he's going to be in this discussion for sure. Okogie from Georgia Tech, gone. Kai Bowman for Boston College is returning, but he loses Jerome Robinson, his backcourt mate. So that's going to be interesting. Luke May's returning. Joel Berry, gone. Bryant Crawford from Wake is gone. Matt Farrell from Notre Dame is gone. And then number 10, Marquise Reed, who averaged 15.9 points per game last year, is returning. We found that out. Grayson Allen, number 11, gone. Alaric Freeman from NC State, gone. Dang Adele, Louisville, gone. TJ Gibbs Jr., gone. Frank Howard, he's back. Frank Howard is back for Syracuse. So I think initially you have to look at a handful of teams when you're talking best backcourt in the ACC. There are five teams that came to mind. Now, if you look at some, other, some of these other schools before we get to those five, Louisville loses Quentin Snyder, one of their veteran leaders. That's going to really put a damper on their backcourt. Like I said, Notre Dame loses Matt Farrell. Boston College, Jerome Robinson, Georgia Tech, Josh Okogie. Wake Forest has lost a lot of guys. Florida State lost Walker, the, uh, the point guard who's transferring. Virginia Tech lost Justin Bibbs. Guys like that. So there's a lot of turnover. Miami lost Bruce Brown Jr. and Lonnie Walker to the NBA draft. That's big. Duke lost their whole team, as they do every year. Duke lost their whole team. North Carolina lost Joel Berry, who you cannot just replace. You can't just plug and play and replace Joel Berry. So when I looked at the returning backcourts, and I tried to narrow it down, two teams that are kind of on the outside looking in, Virginia Tech and NC State. Virginia Tech returns Justin Robinson, their leading scorer, their senior point guard. He's going to be a senior. Heart and soul of their team. But they lose Justin Bibbs. And you could argue, I think it's possible you could argue that Alexander Walker is a guard, but he really is a small forward. So I took Virginia Tech out of the discussion. They're going to see who's going to step up for Bibbs and, and help Justin Robinson in the backcourt. And then I thought about NC State with Braxton Beverly and Markel Johnson, both very young players. And Markel Johnson didn't play the whole year because he was suspended. But when you look at Johnson, the guy averaged 7.3 assists per game. And he played 26 games. That's incredible. 190 assists in 26 games. That backcourt is so young. I'm not sure that those two will play at the same time. So I took NC State off the list, even though honorable mention for the Wolfpack. The three teams that I'm looking at that I think are going to have the most potent, the most lethal returning backcourts in the Atlantic Coast Conference are Virginia, Syracuse, and Clemson. And we'll get into this discussion, but now that you know the teams, why don't you go vote? KG Show Poll on Twitter, at Kelly Gramlich. Which team has the best returning backcourt in the ACC? Returning is the key word because you could talk about the freshman Duke are bringing in or the freshman UNC is bringing in Nasir Little. You could talk about those guys all day, but I'm talking returning. Commodities we know. Guys we've seen play in this league. That's the discussion for today. So the three teams I'm talking about, Virginia with Kyle Guy and Ty Jerome, that backcourt that is returning for UVA. Clemson with Shelton Mitchell and Marquise Reed. And then Syracuse with Tyus Battle, who I just talked about, third leading scorer in the ACC, who announced he's coming back to school, which was kind of a surprise. And then Frank Howard, the other guard for Syracuse, who, just quick side note, should have played for Clemson with the name Frank Howard. That would have been a no-brainer, but, you know, missed opportunity. So when you look at these three guys, if you just, or sorry, these three teams, there's six guys. If you just look at the stats, the highest leading uh, the, the leading scoring returning backcourt, if you will. The returning backcourt that scored the most last year combined. Tyus Battle and Frank Howard uh, combined to average 33.6 points per game as a duo. That's pretty darn good for Syracuse, a team that finished 8-10 and 10 in ACC play. However, if you look at their numbers, you can kind of, they're a little skewed for me with Syracuse because in Jim Beheim's, Beheim's system, he plays six players or seven players. Tyus Battle averaged 39 minutes a game. For reference, Marquise Reed averaged 35. Tyus Battle never came off the floor. And Frank Howard averaged 38.4 minutes per game. So 
you imagine they're going to score a little more in that system, right? And then when you look at their three-point shooting numbers, Tyus Battle only shot 32% from three, as did Frank Howard. That's a red flag for me. This is also a Syracuse team that, frankly, underachieved last year. Eight and ten in league. They barely made the tournament. Of course, they squeaked by into the Sweet 16, as they do every year they make the NCAA tournament. But I think you have to take that into account, that they truly underperformed last year. Yes, they return all five starters, which is incredible for Bayheim's squad. But I still think the underachieving factor has to be taken into account with Syracuse. And then when you look at Virginia, I love this response to the poll because this is the elephant in the room. This is what everyone's thinking. Not Virginia. Meade responds on, on Twitter to the poll. Not Virginia. That backcourt lost to a 16 seed. <laughs> they sure did. They lost to UMBC. They lost to University of Maryland, Baltimore County. <laughs> and we know they went 16-1 and one in league. We were all there. I mean, it was an incredible run. It really was. But it matters what you do in the postseason. The entire season matters. I'm not just going to take a snapshot of the ACC season and say they're automatically the best returning backcourt. When you look at their numbers, I think their numbers are skewed a bit the other way. Like Syracuse are skewed... Um, the opposite direction because they play so many minutes. With Virginia, they play so slow that Kyle Guy, who averages 14.1 points per game for Virginia, maybe if he played for Clemson or Duke or Florida State, would average 16 or 17 because of how Virginia plays. Guy and Jerome combined to average 24.7 points per game last year, combined, whereas the Syracuse guys combined to average 33, over 33. But of course, the three-point shooting numbers were impressive. Kyle Guy shot 39% from three. Ty Jerome, 38%. Didn't really work against UMBC, but, you know, that's a different story. So we know how good Virginia's system is in ACC play. And you could say that Kyle Guy and Ty Jerome are the best returning backcourt. But can they win in the tournament? That's always the question. A backcourt that did win in the tournament this past season was Clemson's. Marquise Reed and Shelton Mitchell. Marquise Reed and Shelton Mitchell last year combined to average 28 points per game. Marquise shot 35% from three. Shelton shot 37%. They're kind of the happy medium in between Tyus Battle and Frank Howard for Syracuse and Ty Jerome and um, Kyle Guy for Virginia. I think you could go with Clemson. You could go with Virginia. You could go with Syracuse. Those are three very good backcourts. If anything... Virginia's and Clemson's last year overachieved. Virginia can't really go up from where they were last year. Can they go 16-1 and again in ACC play? Doubtful. Doubtful. Can Clemson do better than 11-7? and I think so. I think Clemson's expectations are to finish top four in this league and see where that goes. So three very good backcourts returning in the ACC. Again, make your voice heard. Go vote on the poll at Kelly Gramlick on Twitter. Which team has the best returning backcourt in the ACC? And of course, we're in Clemson. So the poll is a tad skewed right now. 80% of our voters say Clemson's, over 300 votes. 15% for Virginia and 5% for Syracuse. I think this listener base has seen less of Syracuse, so that's part of it. We have to remember Syracuse beat Clemson last year in the Carrier Dome. And of course, Virginia, the, the final thing you remember about Virginia is that they lost to the retrievers of UMBC. So I think there's a very good argument for uh, Shelton Mitchell and Marquise Reed, a very good argument. You could argue the one, the one knock on, on those two guys would be maybe their injury status with Shelton Mitchell, like I alluded to earlier, with his knees, and he had that bad concussion last year. You don't know if he's going to play all you know every ACC game and whatnot. It seems right now he will, but you just don't know. Whereas the other guys are a bit younger, a little less wear and tear on their bodies. If you made me choose, I think I'd have to go with Virginia just because what they did in ACC play last year and how efficient they are, how well they shoot the ball from three. But they also benefit tremendously from that system. I think Shelton Mitchell and Marquise Reed are number two. They're right up there, followed by Tyus Battle and Frank Howard because we know Syracuse really struggled to score last year at times. Clemson, not so much, except for the Virginia game, of course. But <laughs> So I'm going to give Virginia the slight edge in this discussion, there's a lot of basketball to be played as we head into the fall, into the winter. But I think in the end, the bottom line with all of this, tremendously good news for Clemson. 
that Shelton Mitchell and Marquise Reed are returning for the first time in a long time. At Clemson, you legitimately have one of the best returning backcourts in the Atlantic Coast Conference. And let's see what the Tigers can do with it. All right, coming up next, we're going to talk some baseball. Andrew Cox, former All-ACC Tiger here for uh, Monty Lee, and he played for Jack Luggett as well, will join us in our Chick-fil-A of Clemson, Chick-fil-A of Seneca interview segment. That's all coming, in, coming up next on The Kelly Graham Show. Local Q is the place to connect for food, friends, and fun. Have you made plans for brunch? Local Q has expanded their brunch menu to include a barbecue Benedict, house-made corned beef hash, and many more items to beat that hangover. Wash it down with a mimosa pitcher or our classic Bloody Mary. Keep the fun going with a little friendly competition. It could be one of their hundreds of nostalgic board games, pool, ping pong, Jenga, darts, or cornhole. Local Q, the place to connect for beer, barbecue, and board games. South Carolina homeowners, now is the perfect time to get a home equity line from State Credit Union. With an interest rate of just 2.9% APR for the first year, you can use the equity in your home to finance home improvements, higher education, or to consolidate your debt. And for a limited time, there are no closing costs. For more information, visit our website today at scscu.com slash equity. State Credit Union, taking members where they want to go. Certain terms and conditions apply. Equal housing lender, federally insured by the NCUA. Command the road with Michelin tires and get confidence born from grip that doesn't quit. Now shift into the next gear with a little extra savings. Here's how. From June 13th to July 12th, you can get a $70 reward card after submission with the purchase of four new Michelin passenger or light truck tires. Steve Tire and Service and Easley can get you in gear. Stop by or give them a call at 859-1361. See MishmaMan.com forward slash for details. Offer expires 712 18 Boardware premium. Get your patio, pool, or porch ready for summer at the Craft Stove Store and Patio's annual Memorial Day sale. All in-stock patio furniture is Memorial Day sale priced, and we pay the sales tax. America's best outdoor furniture, along with Weber Grills and the Big Green Egg, are all sale priced, and we pay the tax on everything we sell. The Craft Stove Store and Patio, Wade Hampton Boulevard Memorial Day sale, and we pay the sales tax. Craft Stove Store and Patio. Big days start small with Chick-fil-A chicken minis. Chicken nuggets nestled in warm, mouth-watering mini yeast rolls and lightly coated with a honey butter spread. Available at Chick-fil-A of Clemson and Chick-fil-A of Seneca, 6.30 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. in four, six, and ten-count minis. For a limited time, you can get the ten-count mini all day, only available at the Chick-fil-A of Clemson and Chick-fil-A of Seneca. Perfect for afternoon snacks. Tell them Kelly sent you to make sure it's all day at Chick-fil-A of Clemson and Chick-fil-A of Seneca only for a ten-count mini. The South Carolina Football Hall of Fame Legend Speaker Series presents Coach Steve Spurrier June 6th at the Embassy Suites at Verde. Coach Spurrier's storied career as a player and a coach has made him one of the most decorated football icons in history. Don't miss your chance to get up close and personal with the head ball coach and enjoy a special evening with a -a one-of-a-kind silent auction. The South Carolina Football Hall of Fame Legend Speaker Series presented by Ingalls Markets. For information and to purchase your tickets, visit scfootballhof.org slash shop. You have cracks in your driveway, sidewalk, or settling pool decks? Why tear it out when you can lift it? Canty Foundation Specialists can raise concrete slabs back to its original position using our patented poly-level process. Call Canty today at 864-475-1671. Don't replace it, raise it. 475-1671 or visit us at CantyFoundationSC.com. What if there was a paint that made you look at paint differently? One that completely rewrote paint's genetic code, so it can strengthen any color. What if it's built with better ingredients, even given superpowers? Since Benjamin Moore reinvented the way paint is made, it makes you wonder, is it still paint? Benjamin Moore, paint like no other. The Carter Color Company, 1067 Tiger Boulevard, Clemson. Your independent, local Benjamin Moore paint retailer. Hi, this is Coach Dabo Sweeney. You know, when it comes to buying or servicing a vehicle, I always choose Toyota of Easley for their great selection, affordable prices, and outstanding customer service. Toyota of Easley is a family-owned business, and in all the years I've been a customer, I've always been treated like family. I encourage you to visit Toyota of Easley if you're looking for a new or pre-owned vehicle or in need of service. Toyota of Easley is all in, and their name means a great deal. 
I'm Kristen Bennett. The professionals at Bennett Equipment rent and sell Takuchi Compact Equipment at three upstate locations, Greenville, Spartanburg, and now in Seneca. Takuchi sets the industry standard for performance and reliability. Bennett also rents, sells, and services many other types of construction equipment with the service you expect and deserve. Call today, 864-277-7272, or visit us at BennettEquipment.net. And remember, if you need to rent it, rent it from Bennett. Clark here for Hendrick Honda Easley. I've owned my Accord for several years, and I can tell you a Honda's the way to go. Hendrick Honda Easley has been in business 25 years, offering their customers a fair, fast, easy, and transparent experience. After you've purchased your new or pre-owned vehicle from Hendrick Honda Easley, believe me, their staff from service to finance is behind you 100%. See Hendrick Honda Easley online at HendrickHondaSC.com or in person at 4609 Calhoun Memorial Highway. Local Q will make your next event one to remember. Let us bring the Q to you, offering full-service catering functions or drop-off self-service events. We'll bring our famous barbecue to you and help you kick off the fun with cornhole, giant Jenga, or some classic board games. When you want to make it a party, Local Q is what you do. Learn more now online at localq.com. Beer, barbecue, and board games, it all comes together with Local Q. If you love everything Clemson, then you need to know about Lakeside Lodge Clemson. It's a new condo hotel under development on Lake Hartwell right across from Death Valley. It combines the best parts of owning a place on the lake with the amenities of a hotel such as housekeeping, great food, and other services. Plus, you can rent your condo when you're not using it. Go see my friend Taj Boyd at the new sales office on Tiger Boulevard next to Ruby Tuesdays. Reserve your spot today. Is bigger really better? Not when it comes to your family's medications. Whether it's mail order or a big box store, they don't know you like the local pharmacist at Corner Drug Store or Patrick Square Pharmacy. They're here when the mail is late or you're waiting behind someone buying groceries or motor oil. Corner Drug Store in Pickens and Patrick Square Pharmacy in Clemson. Part of this community, just like you. For your meds, shop local at Patrick Square Pharmacy in Clemson. Corner Drug Store in Pickens. Small town feel, big time service. The Kelly Bramlett Show on 105.5 The Roar. Back on the Kelly Bramlett Show, ready to talk with Andrew Cox, former Clemson Tiger, former baseball player here at Clemson. He's going to break down the regional for us, and we're just going to talk about all sorts of stuff. Rudy was actually a year younger than me in school, so I've known him forever. Good friends at Clemson. I'm um, just all around great guy. And we actually got a tweet, just got a tweet from Heather on Twitter. She said, at Kelly Graham, like, please pass on my appreciation to Andrew Cox this morning. My daughter, now six years old, adores him. He was always kind to her. Nothing makes a mom happier than kindness to her babies. Love the new show. Hashtag Clemson family. That, that's, that's Rudy in a nutshell. That's Rudy in a nutshell. So we'll get to the interview in just a second. My interview with Andrew Cox today is proudly sponsored by Herb and Carol Tyler of Chick-fil-A of Clemson and Chick-fil-A of Seneca. No better way to start your summer morning than with a four, six, or 10-count box of Chick-fil-A chicken minis. You can get those from 6.30 to 10.30 a.m. every morning here at Chick-fil-A of Clemson or Chick-fil-A of Seneca. Also, for a limited time only. I'm not sure how long this is lasting, so go take advantage of it today. Grab a 10-count chicken mini all day at Chick-fil-A of Clemson and Chick-fil-A of Seneca. Also, I do know how long this is lasting. June 2nd, that's today. This is the final day you can buy a Frosted Sunrise, the new seasonal item at Chick-fil-A. The tart treat is a combination of Chick-fil-A's signature vanilla ice dream and simply orange juice, a perfect tasty snack for a hot day, and today's going to be a hot day. So go grab that today. Also, make sure you download the Chick-fil-A mobile app, download the app, bypass the line, and order through your phone. Have access to all new ways to customize your meals, which will be saved for your convenience. Earn points on the app as well toward free treats. Visit one.chickfilay.com. That's one.chickfilay.com to download the app and start earning free Chick-fil-A today. And we're going to get to my Andrew Cox interview. I I started off asking him about what he's up to now, how his life after baseball. Here's Andrew Cox. Well, first off, Kelly, thank you for having me. I appreciate the uh, the opportunity to come on and, and be one of your your new guests on your show. I'm, I've been keeping up with it, and you've had some success early, so congratulations to you on that. But, 
Life's good. I'm I'm currently working at uh, at Mizuno in in Georgia, um, and I'm finishing my master's up in August. My master's is in uh, intercollegiate athletic leadership. So, obviously, you know, down the road, coaching's been something that that I've always thought about, and it's kind of I kind of kept in the back of my mind. It's something that I would want to you know potentially pursue. So, I got that out in front of me as well. And uh, but other than that, baseball's good. Just keeping up with the guys and, and uh, doing my best to stay stay as close to the program as I can. You talk about life after baseball, and, of course, you played for five years at Clemson, all through high school, all through your childhood. Was that kind of a thing that you thought going into your professional career, you just couldn't give up baseball? You had to stay around the sport? Yeah, it was weird. Like, I, I was thinking, I actually thought about this a couple weeks ago. I started playing baseball when I was four years old, and I finished playing baseball when I was 23 years old. Mm-hmm. So now, I mean, that's, that's literally my entire life that I had, had that I'd been around the game and, you know, been playing and, and meeting people and, and going and, and playing in different places. So, like, my my life had revolved around the game of baseball. And then, you know, with a snap of a finger, it's not there anymore. And you're you're almost – you're not lost because that's what you go to school for to get a degree. But you don't really know – what you're supposed to, like what you're supposed to do it was it was a weird feeling and mm-hmm. so that like like I said I've I've done all I can to to stay as close as closely related to the game and and talking to people inside the game as I can just to just to kind of get myself the the satisfaction of of being you know close to the game Rudy, you mentioned wanting to coach in the future, and I want to ask you about the two coaches you had at Clemson. We'll talk about Coach Leggett in a second, but first of all, Coach Monty Lee, who was hired in 2015 before your um, your last two seasons with Clemson, and I read an article by the wonderful Grace Rayner in the Charleston Post and Courier, which talked about how you were she the first. Great. She is great. Yes, um, you talked. She talked about how you were the first one to greet him as Coach Lee headed into his introductory press conference. Take me back to that day and your mindset uh, when you knew Coach Lee was getting hired, and then why did you feel the need to greet him and welcome him in that way? Well, I think that's just kind of, you know, who I am. I, 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 wanted, to, I wanted to give Coach Lee the, the welcome that he deserved. Obviously, he's, I, I knew a little bit about him. He, he didn't, we didn't know each other on the, in the recruiting process there in high school, but obviously I knew that he was a successful coach in our state. And it's crazy to think about between 1958 and Coach Leggett's last season, we had, we had two baseball coaches at Clemson. Mm-hmm. Like that, that doesn't, that's unheard of at a lot of places. And so I wanted to, uh, you know, I, I wanted Coach Lee to know the magnitude of the job that he was taking. I wanted him to know that the area that he was in was going to welcome him in ways that he had never seen before. Um, and, I, and at the end of the day, that, that guy that was taking the job was going to lead us for my last two years in, uh, in the program. And I wanted him to know that I had every, you know, every belief in him that he was going to get the job done for us, and we were there. We were there to play for him. And you know, I love I love Monty Lee with 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 all my heart. He he gave me gave me an opportunity to to continue playing at Clemson, as, and Coach Leggett actually gave me the opportunity to play at Clemson. So I'm forever indebted to Jack Leggett. Uh, obviously, a Hall of Famer, well respected coach in our game, and um, you know, I, I was extremely lucky to be able to to play for and learn under, you know, in my opinion, two of the games best coaches for some of the listeners who might not know the ins and outs of both coaches both have kind of different styles um obviously both styles have worked really well in in the game of baseball how would you compare and contrast coach Leggett and coach Lee having played for both of them I would first start with coach Leggett by saying that everything was extremely buttoned up now that's not to say that coach Lee's style is not buttoned up I don't want I don't want the listeners to get you know to get that misconstrued um but I, I think the way that Coach Leggett played was, you know, he had a, a football mindset playing baseball, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Everything was, was hard-nosed. We, were, we got after it every single day. We get after it every single day with Coach Lee as well. Um, I think the one, the, you know, the, one, the one difference I would say is Coach Lee maybe runs a little, uh, maybe a more professional style atmosphere, I guess. Um, but at the end of the day, it's up to the players that they put on the field each day to go out and put the work in and, you know, see the success but I, like I said I, I the only the only difference probably would be the the professional style that that coach Lee brings um but yeah that's I mean that's a great question there's there's a lot we could we could sit here and do this interview for hours <laughs> if we wanted to get into the the nooks and crannies of the differences between the two but to be completely honest with you I 
it, it, I have nothing but the highest respect for both of those two men. Well, sticking with Coach Lee, in his first season, you guys go on to win the ACC championship. You enter that tournament as the sixth seed. You end up um, beating Louisville, Virginia, Wake Forest, and then, of course, the championship game, defeating Florida State 18-13 to in a football score, <laughs> in a baseball game. Yeah. Take me back to that tournament, Rudy. What was that like? What was the mindset going in? And then how did it feel to dogpile at the end with that ACC championship? It was so awesome. So we had to actually go to, uh, I believe we had to go to Notre Dame, the last regular season series of that year, and sweep maybe to get into the top six, I mm-hmm. think, was what it was. We had, yeah, and we went and swept at Notre Dame. So then we had, we obviously had some momentum going into the ACC tournament. And then um, I, I believe all of our games were either at 11 or 3 that week as well. So it was like we were just, we would get up and we knew exactly what we were going to the field to do. We were going to take care of business. Win the game, go out dinner, hop in the bed, and then the next day, the next day you're up doing it again. So the momentum and the wave of that tournament just kept building and kept building and kept building. I, it was a feeling that I, it's still to this day, I can't describe. I tweeted about it before the tournament last week. I had a um, a video of of the dog pile, and I said that you know the opportunity to dog pile doesn't happen very often in sports, so when it does, it's something that you'll remember for the rest of your life. And even though that we didn't get to dogpile in, in, in Omaha or after a regional or a super regional, we did win a championship, and we did get to dogpile. So those those feelings and those times you put in with your teammates during that, you know, during that period, something you'll, you'll take with you for the rest of your life. And, and I think the, I don't know if, it, it's not a sense of comfort, but I think just there was an expectation that week that it didn't matter what happened, didn't matter who we played, you know, it didn't matter the circumstances. You look at the Florida State game, we were there all day long. We had multiple two- or three-hour rain delays, mm-hmm. and we come out, we come back out, and we just pick right back up where we left off. We were we were there to play baseball. We were there to win, and everybody on board, everybody that was on that bus trip to the ACC tournament that year had the same thing in, in, in mind, and that was to go down there and win it. Let's look ahead to right now, to this Clemson baseball team and the regional coming up this weekend. Initially, Rudy, were you surprised to see St. John's and Vanderbilt back in the Clemson Regional for another year? Did that surprise you initially? Yeah, it surprised me a lot, actually. Um, you know, one of the things that we that's preached in that program is we don't worry about things we can't control. If we spend time doing that, we're taking away time for working on things we can't control. Um, and one of those one of those factors is who who we who's placed in the regional. Now, we, we take care of our business and control what we can control. We're lucky enough to be able to play those teams at home. And, and Clemson baseball is very good um, inside of Doug Kingsworth. Yeah, you know, I was, I was surprised to see that, the, that three out of the four teams were the, the same teams from the 2017 regional for sure. What are some keys for you? If Clemson baseball is going to win this regional, uh, what are the keys to the Tigers' success this weekend? Um, obviously, it starts with your starting pitching, and I, you can't speak enough to the job that Andrew C has done with that pitching staff. Every it seems like year in and year out, the same questions remain at the beginning of each year: is well, how's the pitching staff going to do? How's the relief? How's the bullpen going to be? We lost 400 plus innings of starting pitching from last season to this year. What's the what's the answer going to be now? Well, I mean, I think the 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 answer has been proven time and uh, time and time again this year. So obviously, it starts through starting pitching. Um, each at bat is magnified in the postseason. Obviously, you're going to get a ton of them during the regular season, and uh, there's there's going to there there might be multiple opportunities to capitalize on on runs in the regular season. But in the postseason, those opportunities are few and far between, and they are very they come at at a very very uh, premium price. So whenever those opportunities do present themselves. Um, it, it's it's key that we make sure we get a big hit when we need it. Um, and there's gonna there's gonna be there's gonna be somebody that steps up in this postseason that you may not have expected to step up. That's what happened in the ACC tournament. You look at Mike Triller. Right. Triller didn't really Triller didn't really play much during the year, and then was the ACC tournament MVP that year, um, and then went on to hit I think maybe two or three homers in the regional that year as well. So you, I mean somebody's gonna have to step up that hasn't been hasn't been called upon you know too often but I think starting pitching timely hitting and and just making the routine play you can't give you can't get the other team extra outs especially in the postseason and our, our defense for the for the majority of the year has been very very solid so I think it's a it's a great opportunity for them um, I'm going to be pulling hard and and obviously watching and following along but those three things I think like I said timely timely hitting 
great starting pitching and, and making the routine play and not giving the opponent extra outs are, are all three going to be key. Rudy, you mentioned stepping up. Give me a few names, a few Tigers this season that have pleasantly surprised you in the way they've stepped up for this team. Um, I think you look, I mean, you can first start with Jacob Hennessy. Um, taking the ball on Friday nights in the ACC is not an easy task, and he's taken it in stride and, and has been as even kill as possible throughout the entire season. You look at a guy like Sam Hall. I, I don't personally know Sam very well, but I respect his game. I respect the way he plays. And I think when he came in, um, you know, towards the back half of the season, that gave the team the, the spark that it needed. You look at a guy like J, uh, JG, Jordan Green, um, been there for, for three years and has was, was the second baseman for, for primarily the entire season last year. Um, and, and obviously has been bounced around from, from a – a pinch hitting role to back on the field to a pinch hitting role back on the field this year, but now he's he's found his spot there at the bottom of the lineup and he's provided a nice spark for the guys. Um, you look at Wilkie, Kyle Wilkie has been unbelievable this year. Didn't didn't get out of the gate at probably as good as he wanted to at the dish, but for a, a un, an inexperienced pitching staff, you want your catcher a hundred percent in the the foxhole with the pitchers and and giving them you know the confidence they need when they're on the mound, and I think Wilkie did that and then some. And then, obviously, his bat started to heat up, and that now he's, what, riding a 26-game hitting streak, 25, 26-game hitting streak. Mm-hmm. So I think you look at Kyle Wilkie as maybe one of the unsung heroes of the season. There's, Like I said, there's been so many guys. Um, Spencer Strider, trying to think of other pitchers. Jake Higginbotham. Higgy's been there for a while but hadn't got many opportunities due to injury. And Higgy's been really good. Um, you can always hang your hat on Ryan Miller. Carson Spires is another one that's been really good. So I think there's been a lot of guys where there are question marks that have more than answered those questions this year. Rudy, I want to leave you with this. And I know your your dad played football at Clemson. Your brother played baseball at Clemson. You grew up wanting to play for Clemson. And I thought your quote, again, in this um, Grace Rayner article, your quote after you guys lost in the regional last year. You said, it's everything I could have ever imagined it being. I think if you were to cut me open, purple and orange would bleed out. I've given everything and more to this program, and it's given me everything and more back. What does that quote mean? What did you mean when you said that? That was honestly me speaking from the heart. Um, I still believe that to this day. When I was a kid, I would go, you know, I was the one on the on the berm down the left field line playing wall ball with, with a tennis ball and, <laughs> and catching, trying to catch foul balls from the game and taking them back and, and getting, them a getting a T-shirt for them. Like, I remember growing up watching Andy D'Alessio and, and Jeff Baker and Khalil and Marquez Smith and uh, Stan Whitman, Taylor Harbin, Henri Stanley. I mean, I can go on and on and on about the Clemson greats that I grew up watching, and that's, that was who I wanted to be. My dream was always to put on that, that white jersey with the purple Tigers across the chest and run out on the Doug Kingsmore. Like, that was my dream, and... As I mentioned earlier, I'm I'm forever indebted to Jack Leggett for for giving me that opportunity to live out my dream. Obviously, I wanted to play pro ball; it didn't work out. But my dream, as a, a diehard Clemson fan and a, a, a close, you know, a, a local, was was to be a baseball player at Clemson. Like the national championship speech that Ben Ben Bulwer gave a couple years ago, which was very very powerful, where he where he told the he told the crowd that he was one of them. Like that's how I felt. I was one of the I was one of the people that went to the games wanting to do what everybody else wanted to do. I was just fortunate enough to get an opportunity to do that and I promise you I never took one day of it for granted. Every day I stepped on that field it was like, man, this is you almost gotta pinch yourself. Like I'm getting to play baseball at Clemson University and for me that was again that was all I wanted to do, and I got the opportunity to do it. So, uh, you know, I'm like I said, I'm forever thankful to Jack Leggett. I'm forever thankful to Monty Lee for the guidance that he provided and the leadership he gave us and the, the the positions of success he put us in. I mean, you look at it, he's he's hosted a regional three years in a row now. Should have been a national seed this year. I don't know how that got uh, mixed up, but uh, that's, again, not, not for us to – to decide, but but like I said, I've I've had the opportunity to be coached by two of our game's best, and I got to live out my dream of playing baseball at Clemson University. So that quote where I said, you know, I've I've given this program everything and more, and it's given me everything and more back. I, if you were to cut me open, I would bleed orange and purple. I still believe that to this day. I, I mean, I love Clemson. I love everything that Clemson's about. I think we've got the greatest 
athletic facilities and the, the greatest culture among an athletic department that you could possibly create. I don't know why people don't would not want to be a part of something where there's success throughout. Uh, I think I saw something on Twitter a couple of days ago where Clemson, might, I think, is the only school in the country or one of three maybe where we are hosting a regional, played in the Sweet 16 in basketball and made it to the college football playoff. It might have been the, the only school. So it's not just success in one sport. It's across the board. You look at you look at the men's golf national championship uh, a couple of days ago. I watched Doc and Bryson Nimmer and, and those guys on, on the golf channel on Sunday. Like, DePaul is not like worldly recognized and Clemson has has done everything that it can the right way to to make it a worldly recognized brand and I could go on and on and on about everything I love about Clemson but I think it just it go it's it's summed up to it's a family atmosphere um I know that you hear that from every single person you talk about a Clemson experience but it's the truth um I met my girlfriend at Clemson my mom, my, my dad, my brother, as you mentioned, both played at Clemson. I've I've got teammates and friends that I met at Clemson that I'll and those, those relationships I'll cherish for the rest of my life. So it is, and as well as the coaching staff relationships, it's it is a, a family and uh, oriented atmosphere and something that's very hard to to find the right words to describe. But I loved, as I said, I loved every second of my experience and would not change a single thing of it. And that was Rudy Cox talking about his Clemson experience, previewing the Clemson Regional. We are super late for a break, but I was not going to stop Rudy with his answers about Clemson and how much he loved playing baseball here in Tigertown. So we'll take our final break and come back, preview a little more baseball, recap the Andrew Cox interview, more Kelly Gramlich show in just a moment. You don't want to miss Brad Brownell's Boys Basketball Camp in Little John Coliseum this summer. Brad Brownell's camp offers an opportunity for players to receive valuable instruction, work on fundamentals, and learn what it takes to be successful. Camp starts Sunday, June 17th and ends Wednesday, June 20th. You must register by June 14th. Overnight, commuter, or day camp options available for campers 2nd through 12th grade. Visit abcsportscamps.com slash ClemsonMBB to register today for Brad Brownell's Boys Basketball Camp this June. Make your next corporate party or team-building event one to remember with Local Q. Featuring a wide-ranging menu of mouth-watering, in-house smoked barbecue, signature craft cocktails, 25 rotating drafts, and hundreds of classic games to play. Local Q is the place to break the ice with co-workers, friends, and family. We'll craft you the perfect menu featuring all the Local Q favorites. Whether for 50 people or 250, Local Q has the room for you. Reserve your venue today by visiting LocalQ.com. Get your patio, pool, or porch ready for summer at the Craft Stove Store and Patio's annual Memorial Day sale. All in-stock patio furniture is Memorial Day sale priced, and we pay the sales tax. America's best outdoor furniture, along with Weber Grills and the Big Green Egg, are all sale priced, and we pay the tax on everything we sell. The Craft Stove Store and Patio Wade Hampton Boulevard Memorial Day sale, and we pay the sales tax. Craft Stove Store and Patio. We'll see you Friday, June 8th, when Kelly and I will be broadcasting live from Cricket Wireless in Central in the Walmart Plaza. Papa John's Pizza and great deals on phones. That's Friday, June 8th, noon to 3, Out of Bounds Live from Cricket Wireless in Central. Discover easy ordering and pick up with the new mobile app from Chick-fil-A. Once you download the app and sign up, you'll be able to bypass the line by simply ordering through your phone. You'll also have access to new ways to customize your meals, which will be saved for easy ordering on future visits. And every time you order with the app, you start earning credits toward free treats. Ordering made easy at Chick-fil-A of Clemson and Chick-fil-A of Seneca. Simply go to one.chickfilA.com to download the app and start earning free treats today. The South Carolina Football Hall of Fame Legend Speaker Series presents Coach Steve Spurrier June 6th at the Embassy Suites at Verde. Coach Spurrier's storied career as a player and a coach has made him one of the most decorated football icons in history. Don't miss your chance to get up close and personal with the head ball coach and enjoy a special evening with a one-of-a-kind silent auction. The South Carolina Football Hall of Fame Legend Speaker Series presented by Ingalls Markets. For information and to purchase your tickets, visit scfootballhof.org shop. Hi, this is Coach Dabo Sweeney. 
You know, when it comes to buying or servicing a vehicle, I always choose Toyota of Easley for their great selection, affordable prices, and outstanding customer service. Toyota of Easley is a family-owned business, and in all the years I've been a customer, I've always been treated like family. I encourage you to visit Toyota of Easley if you're looking for a new or pre-owned vehicle or in need of service. Toyota of Easley is all in, and their name means a great deal. Father's Day is just around the corner. What are you doing for Dad? A tie? Wrong answer. Omaha Steaks. Dads love steak. Dads love to grill. Dads hate ties. I cooked the tenderloins myself the other day. They were insanely good. Right now, Omaha Steaks is giving away a limited time offer to my listeners for Father's Day at 78% off. This is really an incredible deal. Go to omahasteaks.com, type Road Rage in the search bar, and you can get this Omaha Steak Father's Day package. Two tender filet mignons, two beefy top sirloins, four crispy chicken fried steaks, two boneless pork chops, four all-beef Omaha Steak burgers, four gourmet jumbo franks, 12 ounces of all-beef meatballs, one pound of steakhouse fries, four caramel apple tartlets, one Omaha Steak seasoning packet, plus four more grill-ready Omaha Steak burgers, free with purchase. Again, limited time package for only $49.99. You go to omahasteaks.com, you type Road Rage in the search bar, and you add Father's Day package to your cart. You have cracks in your driveway, sidewalk, or settling pool decks? Why tear it out when you can lift it? Canty Foundation Specialists can raise concrete slabs back to its original position using our patented polylevel process. Call Canty today at 864-475-1671. Don't replace it, raise it. 475-1671 or visit us at CantyFoundationSC.com. I'm Kristen Bennett. The professionals at Bennett Equipment rent and sell link belt excavators at three upstate locations, Greenville, Spartanburg, and now in Seneca. Link belt equipment sets the industry standard for performance and reliability. Bennett also rents, sells, and services many other types of construction equipment with the service you expect and deserve. Call today, 864-277-7272, or visit us at bennettequipment.net. And remember, if you need to rent it, rent it from Bennett. Hendrick Honda is surrounded by colleges and universities. Let Hendrick Honda easily help you on the path of success with our first-time buyer in college graduate programs. At Hendrick Honda Easily, their sales team is fair, fast, easy, and transparent, here to help you buy your new or pre-owned Hendrick Honda Easily vehicle. Their on-site service department and extended customer service ensures your vehicle will get continuous support. Hendrick Honda Easily, in the heart of the upstate at 4609 Callum Memorial Highway and online at HendrickHondaSC.com. Again, that's HendrickHondaSC.com. Did you know you can spray Linex on just about anything that needs protection? How about adding a non-slip grip to your axe? Or how about a park bench? A trailer? Van line. Work truck. Motorcycle. Think outside the bed liner and Linex it. Call us today at Linex of Anderson. The Kelly Gramlich Show on 105.5 The Roar. Final segment of the Kelly Gramlich Show. Saturday morning, right before we get going with a little more baseball over there at Doug Kingsmore Stadium. Again, first pitch tonight for Clemson and Vanderbilt, 7 p.m. Knock on some wood. John, knock on some wood because, you know, it could rain. It's Clemson. It doesn't, it doesn't look like it from what I know right now. It looks beautiful outside. It might be one of our first beautiful days in a long time. Very excited about that. 6.30 pregame. Right here on WCCP, 7 p.m. first pitch. We'll talk about that game in just a second. Kelly Graham Show today brought to you by Local Q, the place to connect for beer, barbecue, and board games in the upstate. 30 Orchard Park Drive in Greenville, right off Haywood Road. Stop by Local Q for the massive beer selection, delicious appetizers and starters, hearty barbecue, entrees, and of course the board games and other games. Cornhole, ping pong, pool, shuffleboard, and darts. Local Q also has a new event space. It can be rented out for corporate events, wedding events, birthdays, you name it. Great food and drinks for everyone. The private room has a full bar and TVs to watch all kinds of sporting events. Get $100 off your next event at Local Q in their new event space when you mention my name, Kelly Gramlich. Visit their website today, localq.com, or give them a call, 864-288-6873. KG Show also brought to you by Steve's Tire and Service in Easley. Locally owned business, longtime partner here at WCCP. For over 40 years, they've taken great care of their customers, providing tires, brakes, front alignments, and more. They now offer a full line of automotive and truck accessories. 
They're your authorized dealer for BF Goodrich, Michelin, and Yokohama Tires. The same family has owned and operated Steve's for all these years, and that's very important in today's here now. Gone tomorrow environment. Take it from me. You can't go wrong when you take your car, truck, or van, or SUV to Steve's Tire and Service in Easley, 109 Peachtree Street, between 123 and 93. Give them a call, 864-859-1361. That's Steve's Tire and Service in Easley. And if you haven't voted yet in our KG poll for the day, please go vote. We discussed the best returning backcourts in the ACC in our first segment. Um, the question was, which team has the best returning backcourt in the league? You can find that poll at Kelly Gramlich on Twitter. 81% of our voters say Clemson. Not shocked there. But the three options were Clemson with Shelton Mitchell and Marquise Reed, who announced they're returning this week. Virginia with Kyle Guy and Ty Jerome, a very good backcourt for the Wahoos. And then Syracuse with Tyus Battle, who announced he's returning as well as Frank Howard, who definitely should have played at Clemson. So those are your three options. Please go vote. And again, if you miss that segment, you can always uh, find our show on WCCPFM.com, the podcast link there. Just go to the show tab at the top, scroll down, click the Kelly Gramlich show. You can find the podcast as well as each individual interview I've done so far on the show. The Andrew Cox interview is up there interview with Connor Shaw from last week, Bradley Pinion, Doc Redman, who has now turned professional. So you can hear my interview with him when he was still an amateur back in the good old days. Good luck to Doc. And then my first interview for the show was with Gabe DeVoe, former Clemson basketball player. So go check those out. Also iTunes, search WCCP. Check out all the podcasts there for all of our shows. And I do want to announce that coming up next in our um, from 11 to 12 today, we're going to debut our first student show on WCCP. It's called After Further Review. Um, three Clemson students are going to come in here and I believe break down some football. I'm not quite sure exactly what they're going to do. I'm going to say football. They're, they're pointing at me and, and saying football. Uh, after Further Review sounds like a football show to me. But I imagine they're also going to talk some baseball as well with a busy baseball weekend. In our final two minutes, let's look at this Clemson-Vanderbilt matchup. We know last year Vanderbilt came into Doug Kingsmore and just kind of stomped on Clemson, if we're being honest. The, the most important game of every regional, I think you can argue it's the first game, right? Because you play yourself into the winner or loser's bracket, which is huge. And Clemson getting that win last night was crucial. Finding a way to gut out a one-run win, the 15th one-run win of the season for the Tigers, a school record, that's incredible. So you put yourself in the winner's bracket. But this game today is so important. The last two times Clemson's hosted a regional, they lost this game. They won the first, lost the second, the night game on Saturday uh, against Oklahoma State two years ago against Vanderbilt last year. And last year, the Tigers lost 9-4. to four. Vandy only had to use two pitchers. Clemson used five. Carson Spires and Jacob Hennessy appeared in that game. Charlie Barnes was your starter. But the real issue was Clemson allowed 16 hits and eight doubles. The Tigers have to find a way to keep this, I think, into a lower scoring game and limit Vanderbilt. That's going to be the key. But Clemson has to get their offense going. We saw it at times. We saw spurts at times last night. But we also saw Clemson leave a lot of runners on base. You can't do that against the Commodores. And as our friend Rudy Cox said in the interview segment, the three keys to postseason baseball, I'll take it from someone who knows. Timely hitting, starting pitching, which we think will be Higginbotham today, and then make the routine play. That's the key. This has been the Kelly Gramlich Show. Find the podcast, WCCPFM.com. After further review is coming up next. Clemson Baseball, first pitch, 7 p.m. Keeping our goal line safe in the Priority One Security.